Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Um, so we talk uh, about clinching the division and getting to October. And then at the same time, um, it, we're not even at our questions yet, but a little tease for the questions um, is, uh, is people want to know about Cody Bellinger. Um, and uh, I know that um, there have just been an influx of questions on our social media about what the Dodgers should do with Cody Bellinger. So we, we can't ask all of them when we get to that segment, but right now at least what do we want to see, not from Cody Bellinger, but from the team involving Cody Bellinger when October comes around? What should we expect? What do we want the Dodgers to do when it comes to Cody Bellinger, who's been struggling mightily this season and last? Yeah, th- this was a question that got asked a lot. I did take one or two that kind of ask around it, so we'll get to those in a bit. But just the broad answer, uh, the good thing is they have a month to just give him a runway, let him figure it out. But come October, I mean, this is a guy that – He's been the worst hitter in baseball the last two years. I saw some tweet that, like, among players with at least 700 plate appearances, he has the lowest WRC+. plus. Um, he's near the bottom in a lot of categories. And, again, I, I get you can afford to have him as your number nine hitter, but at this point, he's nearly a guaranteed out. And, again, even a guy like Joey Gallo, he's going to walk a lot. He'll hit a lot of home runs. But with Cody Bellinger, sure, he still has the power, but he's not walking at the rate Joey Gallo is. He does play amazing defense in center field. But then again, so does Trace Thompson. And I think if you have Trace Thompson in center, Joey Gallo in left, not only does that give you better options at the plate, your defense with Mookie Betts is still fantastic. So I don't know what's going to happen with Cody Bellinger. If I were to guess, I think he'll be platooned and he'll be more of a late inning defensive replacement because, again, at this rate, I, I just don't, I, I can't see him getting three to four at bats a game. It just seems hard to fathom at this point. So here's my question, I guess, before I, you know, chime in with my opinion. Where do you value his defensive capabilities at this point? Because objectively, I think he's one of the better defensive center yeah. fielders or just defensive outfielders in general uh, in Major League Baseball. So how how much of that even is relevant at this point? No, not as high as I was a couple months ago, because I agree. I, I think overall he's the best defensive center fielder in baseball. But Trace Thompson has been playing amazing defense in center field. And at this point, he needs to be in the lineup every day. I know he was brought here to hit lefties, which he hasn't done. He's actually hit righties. But he needs to be in the lineup every day because he's earned a spot, which means that that leaves open either left field or center field, depending on which way you want to go. And I do think between Joey Gallo and Chris Taylor, other guys have to have a bounce. So while Cody Bellinger is the best defensive center fielder, I don't think it's as, as as important as it was a couple months ago, just because they do have options that 
maybe not are not as good, but you still have some really good fielders out there. So I broke this down into a few different ways to look at it. Number one, he's great defensively. One of the best, yeah. if not the best defensive center fielder in baseball. Obviously there are a handful of guys up there. Um, number two, he doesn't have a hit in his last five games entering today. He's 0 for 16 in that stretch. Number three, he hasn't homered since August 21st against Miami. Uh, number four, in his last eight games, he has one RBI and two runs scored in his last eight games. However, if we fudge the numbers a little bit and think of what they could be come playoff time and say game one of the postseason, Cody Bellinger's your number nine hitter, and he has roughly... As an estimate, we'll say 20 home runs and 60 RBIs, but he's hitting 200. You take that? Probably. I mean, probably, because at the end of the day, he's your number nine hitter. You don't need a guy to be putting up all-star numbers, but you do need a guy that's going to be serviceable. You need a guy that's going to be posting an OPS+, plus, a WRC+, plus, whatever you prefer, right around league average, which is 100. And I think right now he's down to 76 is what his OPS plus is. So he's significantly lower than that. But the thing with Cody Bellinger, last, and this is the, the only thing that I think will give him a shot. For some reason, this guy continues to deliver in the postseason. He has big postseason moments. He was awful last year. He was actually worse last year than he was this year, which is hard to believe because he's been so bad this year. But he was significantly worse last year. And last October in 12 games... Hit 353, OPS above 900, drove in seven runs, and had probably the two biggest hits of the entire Dodger postseason. And like I said, he was worse last year. So although the numbers aren't going to be where we want them to be, I still think because of his experience, he's a guy where even if I'll ask you, Josh, let's say he finishes the season going three for 30, no home runs or anything like that. If he's hit ninth in game one of the NLDS, I'm still going to feel somewhat comfortable just because we've seen him in the postseason deliver. Now, how much of a runway will we give him if he goes 0 for 4 in game 1? Then I think it might be he needs to ride the bench in game 2. But if he comes out in game 1 and goes 2 for 4 with an RBI or 2, then he might just have to ride it out and say, you know what, this guy just can deliver in October and we'll we'll, we'll take him as our number 9 hitter. Yeah, I think I agree. I mean, I think that's what I would take. And I think that, you know... Uh, it is frustrating sometimes when he comes up and you think to yourself, uh, this is probably going to be an out. And then it is. And you're like, yeah, I knew it. And you're all frustrated. But at the same time, like we're holding the guy to kind of ridiculous standards. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, a, a rookie of the year candidate uh, or a rookie of the year, um, you know, MVP, like it, it, we j silver slugger. It's just all of those early on, all of those early career accolades, I think, weigh him down, too. And granted, he's changed his stance what seems like five times. But yeah. and, and, you know, at this point, I think a lot of people, especially out there on Dodgers Twitter, have seen the Jerry Hairston rant from a couple of nights ago on on Sportsnet L.A. And, and, and you know, Jerry didn't say too many things that were inaccurate. Um, yeah. And he kind of voiced the frustration that a lot of Dodger fans have. So I, yeah. I, I get that. But I do think that we continue to hold Cody Bellinger to this ridiculously high standard, which uh, is kind of warranted. Right. I think it is warranted. Um, but at the same time, you know, if we've got a guy that's hit 17 home runs, I, I believe the numbers right now are 17 home runs and 55 RBIs yeah. or somewhere like that. Um, yeah. I had it written down somewhere. 
But at that point, like if you got a guy hitting 200 with 17 home runs and 55 RBIs, if the playoffs started today, I think I'd take that as my number nine hitter. Yeah, just b- before we go off of him, I'm at the point now where, yeah, I don't need him to be an all-star. I don't need any of that. If he's league average, he is a more than valuable piece. Because if he's putting up an OPS plus of right about 100, which is league average, hitting 20 home runs, stealing 15 bases a year, and playing amazing defense in center field, that's a guy you'll take on your roster any day. Like I mentioned, right now his OPS plus is 75, so a a good chunk under league average. But if you can just get that up to the mid-90s, like, Dodgers will take that. I'll take that. It's just got to get it up a little. Got to get it to the, like I said, low 90s, and we'll take it. Yep, I agree.